Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so before we hop into the episode, I just want to remind you to download my free guide to Facebook targeting audiences. It has been created specifically for teacher business owners, and I go through the warm, lookalike, and cold interest-based audiences that you need to have set up to be running Facebook and Instagram ads. There are checklists and brainstorming pages so that you know you have everything. But as an exciting special, I'm opening up some audience audit calls where you can hop on to a 15-minute Zoom call with me and you'll get my eyes on your audiences so that you can make sure not only you have all the audiences, but they truly are perfect for your business. So head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash audience audit to book your free audience audit call today. Okay, now into the episode. Welcome to Market Scale Grow. My name is Jenzea. I'm your host and this is a Saturday strategy session. Today we're going to be talking about retargeting ads. And I don't really know where to start because when you see somebody bragging about I spent $1,000 and made $10,000 or I spent X amount and I had a 700% return or whatever it is, like ridiculous results, they're talking about the retargeting ads. I spent $100 on retargeting and they made $10,000, but they're not talking about the whole big picture. And in today's episode, I'm like conflicted because I'm just going to be talking about retargeting ads and I'm not going to be talking about the whole big picture. So before I dive into retargeting ads, I just want you to know that they are the last ads I would stack in. The first ads that I always, always, always recommend starting with are list building ads. And then the second one would be supercharge ads where you are building your brand awareness and getting people aware of your content, whether it's your social media content or your long form content, but you're putting out ads, you're paying to drive traffic to your content. So that's the second one. The third one would be nurture ads where you, they're very similar to supercharge ads, but nurture ads, you are again, reinforcing and driving more traffic to your content. And I think the biggest difference between the the supercharge and like exposure ads versus the nurture ads is that exposure ads would be going solely to cold audiences where you're trying to draw in new people to your funnel, whereas nurture ads are going to warm traffic to help warm them up even more. The fourth type of ads, the last one that I would layer in there is retargeting ads. Now, There's other people that might have different ideas of how to do things, and that's totally fine. But I don't know if I've ever seen anyone who layers in retargeting ads of anything other than last. Some people do the brand awareness, those exposure ads first. Some of them also put the nurture ads first. 
Uh, and then list building would be kind of in the middle there. But, but layering in the retargeting, the sales ads comes last because again, bigger picture, you want to be drawing in fresh people. You want to be converting them onto your email list and then layering in those retargeting ads. So when do exactly when do you use retargeting ads? Actually, let's back up even further. What is a retargeting ad? So the retargeting ads are when you take somebody who has seen something and you target them again. You show them another ad, like a different ad. And so there are different types of retargeting ads. For example, those nurture ads that I was talking about might be considered retargeting ads because we're taking your warm audience, people who have engaged with you in some way already, and showing them fresh content, we're targeting them again with something different. But typically what people are thinking about with retargeting ads is they've seen your sales page or they participated in a webinar or they showed up for your live challenge and then you're going to retarget them with sales ads to sell them. Or if it they went onto your sales page, you're going to retarget them and say like, hey, a little birdie whispered in my ear and said you were interested but you didn't take the plunge, you know. And it can get like super, super creepy. I've seen ads that are like, you had this product in your cart, but you didn't buy, come back and buy it. And you're like, oh, that's too much. I'm a fan of the more gentle retargeting of, hey, you might be interested in this. And I know you're interested because you were on the sales page and you didn't buy. But I don't say that, that little like lower part that I just said, right? So that's what a retargeting ad is. And specifically those retargeting of sales ads I would layer them in very last because you want to build everything else out first. So you're going to be retarding people who have taken an action of some sort that tells you they're interested in your offer. So let's just say you have a course, it's a 997 course, and you have a webinar or a masterclass that people can participate in. Some of the actions that people are going to show you that tell you they're interested are signing up for the webinar showing up for the the webinar, whether live or pre-recorded, going to the sales page, that's a huge one. If someone goes to your sales page, then it's a very huge indicator that they're interested in purchasing. And then even more than that is actually going all the way to the checkout page and not buying. And so it's a great idea to have set up different ads once you're ready for the retargeting to set up ads that draw on your audience of people who've been to the sales page, draw on the audience of people who've been to the checkout page, but haven't purchased. And so you would set up 30 day, 14 day, seven day audiences for your sales page, for your checkout page, and then make sure that they exclude purchasers so that anyone who purchases in that same period wouldn't be also seeing these ads. And it's just a reminder to keep them fresh. And we all know like we're so busy you watch the webinar or part of the webinar and then your your kid was pulling at your leg and you you open the sales page you're like oh I'll look at it later but then you never got back to it or you have 17,000 tabs open and you just never went back to it right so retargeting ads are great because they bring that thing back into the person's focus so that's a little bit about what they are and when I would recommend using these types of ads. Now, another piece of the when is your budget. If you have an event coming up, like a live a live launch, so you have your masterclass and then an open cart period. If your budget is about $1,000, I would recommend that you spend pretty much that entire budget on getting registrations for your live masterclass. 
getting people signed up to show up to be live in the room. As your budget increases above the $1,000 mark for your event, that's when you can start layering other pieces in, including the retargeting. And really, you don't really need retargeting until about $2,500, closer to $5,000. Before that, I would recommend adding in the list, like the registration ads, of course. You want to spend the bulk of your money on registration ads and then nurture content that is going to get people really, really ready and warmed up for that live event, for your masterclass, so that when they arrive there, they have been primed and they're, they already are in tune with who you are and your content. Once you're crossing that $2,500 to $5,000 mark for your budget for your live event, then you definitely can be layering in those retargeting ads once the cart is open. And you can have one that's just a reminder, like carts open, check out the sales page kind of piece. There's bonus ads you could add in, like if you have a mid-cart bonus or a fast action bonus, you could totally have ads about that. My other favorite one, so to use, there's two. I have two favorite ones that I would use, uh, testimonials, where you have either video testimonials or written out testimonials in the image, like as a carousel sometimes, um, or you have your students, previous students actually talking to the camera, and just those are great for open cart period because it gets people the social proof. And they might not be the ones that result in people clicking and buying, but they're the ones that in the back of the mind, people are going, okay, they got success from this, so I can too. That person, okay, here's another one, another example of someone who's got success. Testimonials work, social proof works. So that's one of my favorite retargeting ads for an open cart period. And then my other favorite type is the last chance, like doors are closing or cart closing, whichever terminology you're gonna be using. Last chance, 24 hours, sign up now before you miss out. And so that's another great one because it capitalizes on the FOMO. And I'm not a fan of FOMO marketing. Do not get me wrong here. I really think that it's important in your marketing that you're not trying to like scare people in or get them in because they're afraid. But what I mean here is those people who want in, who are ready, who are totally invested in it, but they just need that extra little push at the very end, that little extra reminder. So those last 24 hour ads is like, if you don't get in now, you're going to have to wait until the next round. And so those people who are already ready, already committed, already invested, but just haven't pressed purchase, that's, those are the people you're trying to get in these, those last minute, last chance ads. So those are my two favorite types of retargeting ads, the testimonials, and then the last chance ones. And I also mentioned that you can run just like a general open cart ad through the entire open cart period. And then if you have any bonuses, you might want to add those in. But those would be like bonus ads would be like the last one that I'd be adding in. So those that's what they are when you're running them, what kinds you're running them. And there is so much power to retargeting ads because you're capitalizing on people who are so warm already. They went through your masterclass or your challenge or whatever that event was, and they have visited your sales page. So they're ready. And that's why you see these ads or people's posts, Facebook ads. I had such a huge return. I spent $100. I spent $1,000 and I made X amount back. And it's these insane returns on investment because they're talking about, they're promoting to not just like warm audiences, but piping, flaming hot 
audiences, people that are like super, super primed to buy already. And so that's just like smart marketing, right? You're, you're going to bring in people who are so, so, so ready to buy already. It's such a great technique. One thing I do want you to think about is let's just say you're out shopping for, I'm thinking of a wedding dress right now. I don't know why, but let's just say you're out shopping for a wedding dress. I have been married for five years. I'm not looking for a wedding dress. So this is not like my personal thing. But anyways, you're out looking for this wedding dress. And you go to a couple different bridal stores and at like the third one you fall in love with a dress and the next week you go back and you try it on again and you're like, yes, it's, it's this one. Let's just say that bridal salon number two calls you again and says, hey, we just want to follow up, wanted to see if you wanted to book another appointment, you really liked this dress and we just want to get you back into it. And they, like they've left a message. You're not answering the calls because who answers a call of a number that they don't know anymore, right? So this number that calls, that's the message they leave. That's like, I don't know, a week after, four four days a week after you went the first time. You didn't answer, you don't call back because you fell in love with this dress at a different salon and you're, you're in and you're fine. So then another few days, four, seven days go by. So we're now like two weeks since you've been there and they call again. And they're like, hey, we're just following up. We wanted to see if you wanted to come in and try the dress again. We know you really loved it. Let us know. We'd love to get you in. And here's our number. And you still don't follow up. You don't call back. They call back again a week later. And then they call back again a week later. And I call back again a week later. Like how many times are they going to keep calling back? The first time, totally understood. Second time, totally understand. But most people, and I could be wrong here, because I know that there are some people who like window shop for dresses or end up shopping for them for like years. But I would say that most people are looking for a bridal dress for like their gown for like a month, two months, three months, and we're starting to push it, right? Like there's a very pretty finite time period where you're looking for that dress. And if they continue to follow up and 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 continue, at some point you're going to get like annoyed and you're just going to say like, OMG, leave me alone, right? I had a really, really, really bad experience with this when we were buying our car. So this is back in 2018. Uh, I had narrowed it down to Toyota Corolla, Mazda 5, I think, and Honda Civic. I think it was those three. And I had a great experience at Toyota, a great experience at Mazda, got to test drive the cars. Um, Husband came in with me, test drove the cars, all that. I did not have a great experience at Honda. They were questioning my budget and questioning this and that and whatever. Because at the time, we did not have any children. We were two of us making relatively good money. And my budget was, I want this car. You tell me how much it's going to cost and I will make it work. Which was a really great place to be, let me be honest. But Honda did not like that. They did not like a woman coming in by herself basically saying there was no budgetary constraints and I didn't have my parents with me or my husband with me giving me permission blah 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 it was terrible but what was even worse was that the salesperson called me and I said well we've chosen to go with Toyota or Mazda thanks for like thanks for reaching out I even answered this call the first time we've chosen to go with Toyota or Mazda thank you so much for reaching out there you don't need to follow up anymore and then she called again 
And she called again and she called again. And I was like, oh, and then they started emailing and I sent the email back and I still, I still have it because sometimes I like stumble upon it and it makes me laugh. But I responded to the email saying, we actually already purchased the Toyota Corolla and I've requested multiple times for you to stop contacting me. This is like a terrible experience. And then they sent me another email and I just like, lost it and so when we were looking for um, our SUV I didn't even entertain the idea of going to that Honda dealership now we went to a different one we're pretty fortunate that we live in an area that has like there's a couple of big cities close enough to us that we can go to like all of their different dealerships so if we don't like the Honda in the one city we can go to the other city's Honda and that's what we did because I did want to look at the the Honda SUVs but I refused to go back to that same dealership even though they're about 10 minutes away from our house and the other one is closer to 45. So my husband was not pleased about that but that's what retargeting ads are very similar to the follow-up that that bridal salon might be doing or that the dealership was doing in that there's a certain a finite amount of time that I was looking for a car. There's a finite amount of time that you're looking for that gown. And so you need to take this into consideration. Here's me getting to the point of those long rambles. You need to take that in consideration when you're setting up your retargeting ads. Now, what do I mean by that? So if someone goes to your sales page, they probably still have it in their mind for the next week, maybe even two weeks. But if you are sending out ads that continue for months and months and months down the road, then the person is probably going to get annoyed and frustrated and just ignore them and possibly even like report them as whatever, like annoying um, spam potentially, depending on how annoying they are, right? And so you need to take into consideration your customer journey when you're creating these retargeting ads because you don't want them to show up for too long. My cousin is a real estate agent. And he, I went to his website and then I saw his ads for like three months after that, despite the fact that I intentionally never clicked on them (laughs) and I never went back to his website. He is the real estate agent that we would use. We used him to purchase this house. We would use him again to purchase another house. I was like, I don't need to see his ads everywhere. He's already my realtor of choice. So his ad strategy did not take into consideration me. (laughs) And maybe it takes into consideration, I know the buying cycle of someone who's purchasing a house is much longer than those other things that I was talking about, the buying of the car or the wedding dress. And so maybe three months is a reasonable amount of time for the realtor to have their ads popping up. But I just want you to think about like, what is this person's journey? How long does it make sense for them to keep seeing these ads? And I... I remember hearing one time that you should have the ads kind of match up to any email sequence you have. So if you have a a webinar that someone is signing up for, and as part of that, there is an email sequence attached and they get emails for the next two weeks, then your ads should follow that same two-week cycle. If your emails go on for a month, then your ads could go on for a month. And so taking into consideration how long you're going to be emailing them and then sync up your ads to that same amount. I hope that this was helpful. Again, my recommendation is really to start with those list building ads 
and then to layer in supercharge ads where you're getting more exposure, you're getting more branded awareness, you are bringing in a wider audience, then layer in nurture ads where you are retargeting people back to your content and then the last layer would be sales retargeting ads and that's what we talked about most of this my other big tip for you is to really really consider your customer journey and have your retargeting ads match up with that customer journey so that they are seeing ads in a time frame that makes sense you never ever ever want your ads to annoy people for them to say oh they're showing up too often because then you get people hiding them and that is bad for the algorithm and bad for your ad account in general so i hope that these tips were helpful i hope that these tips were helpful and i will be back in your ear with another episode next saturday so stay tuned for that thank you so much for listening to market scale grow if you're ready to build your email list and generate consistent leads on autopilot then we would love to partner with you. Our growth package is perfect for course creators, service providers, and coaches looking to inject their list with fresh leads so that they can amplify their amazing program and get it out to new people. This six-week package is perfect for you if you have a proven lead magnet that you're ready to turn into an established lead generation machine. To get started today, head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash work together, fill out the application, and someone from my team will be in contact with you to schedule a free strategy session to ensure that it's a good fit and to get you on the path to consistent lead generation with Team JV. Thank you again for listening, and I look forward to working with you.